I'm, I'm really speaking about all of humanity, you know, without exception of anybody, you know. And I, I know that um, a lot of the content in the songs is very heavy, you know, but uh, see, fantasy is what people want, but reality is what they need. And I've just retired from the fantasy part because I realized that. Uh, Separate all emanating from the same 
persecution of the feminine Is the reason for the state the world is in A spiritual woman is the greatest threat to the status quo The fruit she'll bear The power she has access to Angels singing in my ear in surround 
fly around. Tires never tied down on the higher ground. The sky bound. Joyful exaltations and greetings to those who liberate themselves. Welcome to Woman Wednesday. I'm your host, Mariama Tanay. Blessings, greetings, and love to all within the listening ear. Tonight's theme is What is Gnosis? We're going to start off in the praise up as there is nothing new under the sun that the Most High has not already revealed, starting off with Proverbs 18.15. The heart of the prudent getteth knowledge, and the ear of the wise seeketh knowledge. Proverbs 1.7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Proverbs 2.10 When wisdom entereth into thine heart, and knowledge 
is pleasant unto thy soul. Hosea 4.6-4.7 My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because thou hast rejected knowledge. I will also reject thee that thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. As they were increased, so they sinned against me. Therefore, I will change their glory into shame. Proverbs 24.5 A wise man is strong, yeah, a man of knowledge increaseth strength. Proverbs 8.10 Receive my instruction, and not silver, and knowledge rather than the choice gold. Proverbs 15.14 The heart of him that hath understanding seeketh knowledge, but the mouth of fools feedeth on foolishness. Proverbs 2.1-22 My son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thy ear unto wisdom, and apply thine heart to understanding. Yeah, if thou criest after knowledge and lifted up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver, and searches for her for hid treasures, then thou shalt understand the fear of the Lord, and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord giveth wisdom out of his mouth, cometh knowledge and understanding. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckle to them that walk uprightly. He keepeth the paths of judgment, and preserveth the way of his saints. Then shalt thou understand righteousness, and judgment, and equity, yea, every good path. When wisdom entereth into thine heart, and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul, discretion shall preserve thee, understanding shall keep thee, to deliver thee from the way of the evil man, from the man that speaketh froward things, who leaves the path of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice to do evil and delight in the frowardness of the wicked, whose ways are crooked and they froward in their paths, to deliver thee from strange women, even from stranger which flattereth with her words, which forsaketh the guide of her youth, and forgetteth the covenant of her God. For her house inclined unto death, and her path unto the dead. None that go unto her return again, neither they hold of the paths of life. That thou mayest walk in the way of good men, and keep the path of the righteous. For the upright shall dwell in the land, and the perfect shall remain in it. But the wicked 
shall be cut from the earth, and the transgressors shall be rooted out of it. Psalm 119.66 Teach me good judgment and knowledge, for I have believed thy commandments. 1 Corinthians 12.8 For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. Proverbs 1.5 A wise man will hear and will increase learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsel. John 8.2 And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. 2 Timothy 3.16-3.17 All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. We're going to take a music moment and come back with tonight's theme. What is Gnosis, Blessings, and Grace?
Will we ever live to see peace? Yeah. Everybody born in peace. Yeah. Jaja wants the matter with the world. Hey, hey, peace. Yeah. Will we ever live to see peace? Yeah. Everybody born in peace. Yeah. Jaja wants the matter with the world. Hey, hey. Babylon think they're gonna put from afar. Bingy see them. Them set down in a decade go back a wall and no feed them. Highly blessed they lick up it a food where you give them. The people said them fed up and a guns who no give them. Strictly and too much. Check the way that's how we live in. No get no real fit the work that we put in it. No easy for all it but me people not giving. Overcome only if you're willing. So me begging you for peace. Yeah. Will we ever live to see peace? Yeah. Everybody fall in peace, yeah. Judge what's the matter with the world? Hey, hey, peace, yeah. Will we ever live to see peace? Yeah. Everybody fall in peace, yeah. Judge what's the matter with the world? Hey, hey, you plan your war until you're smart, you think you're innocent. Evidence is evident, it's not an accident, it's only job because come to you defense. Surrounded by for you look your day in a descent and no start pretend it read me friend, it better you surrender. Took away the people's rights and say you know remember your trick us with your force. No love, no joy, no splendor. Meanwhile, they use them blood and running and they got the so we begin you for peace. Yeah, will we ever live to see peace? Yeah, everybody fall in peace. Yeah, Jaja wants the matter with the world. Hey, hey. Peace, yeah. Will we ever live to see peace? Yeah. Everybody fall in peace. Yeah. Jaja wants the matter with the world. Hey, hey. Hi, Father. As I go to bed tonight, this is what I got to ask of Could you please take away the rod from the earth and the bloodshed and the tears and the wars and the hatred, genocide? There's no regard for life. I'm tired of the way that we're living. Peace, yeah. Will we ever live to see peace, yeah? Everybody fall in peace, yeah. Judge, what's the matter with the world? Hey, hey, peace, yeah. Will we ever live to see peace, yeah? Everybody fall in peace, yeah. Judge, what's the matter with the world? Hey, hey. Babylon think they're gonna put what from afar, bingy see them. Them set down in a debate, come back a wall and no feed them. Highly blessed the little bit of food. We have no fear. We have no fear. We have no fear.
Blessings and grace, and welcome to tonight's theme, What is Gnosis? I wanted to start off with reading an excerpt from one of my favorite Gnostic texts, the Pistis Sophia, chapter 1. It came to pass, when Jesus had risen from the dead, that he passed eleven years discoursing with his disciples. Now that first sentence of chapter 1, this resonated with me because if Yeshua has the ability to ascend, he also has the ability to descend, return at will. Now let me continue. As a matter of fact, I'll start over. And it came to pass when Jesus had risen from the dead that he passed eleven years discoursing with his disciples and instructing them only up to the region of the first commandment and up to the regions of the first mystery, that within the veil, within the first commandment, which is the four and twentieth mystery, without and below. Those four and twenty which are in the second place of the first mystery, which is before all mysteries, the Father in the form of a dove. And Jesus said to his disciples, I am come forth out of that first mystery, which is the last mystery, that is the four and twentieth mystery. And his disciples have not known nor understood anything existeth within that mystery, but they thought of that mystery, that is, the head of the universe, and the head of all existence, and they thought it is the completion of all completions, because Jesus had said to them concerning that mystery, that it surroundeth the first commandment, and the five impressions, and the great light and the five helpers, and the whole treasury of light. And moreover, Jesus had not told his disciples the total expansion of all the regions of the great invisible and of the three triple powers and of the four and twenty invisibles and all their regions and their aeons and their orders, how they are extended. Those which are the emanations of the great invisible, and they're ungenerated, and they're self-generated, and they're generated, and they're light givers, and they're unpaired, and they're rulers, and they're authorities, and they're lords, and they're archangels, and they're angels, and they're deacons, and they're servitors, and all the houses of their spheres, and all the orders of every one of them. And Jesus had not told his disciples the total expansion of the emanations of the treasury, nor their orders, how they are extended. Nor had he told them their saviors, according to the order of every one, how they are. Nor had he told them what guard is at every gate of the treasury of light. Nor had he told them the region of the twin saviour 
who is the child of the child. Nor had he told them of the regions of the three amens, in what regions they are expanded. Nor had he told them into what region the five trees are expanded. Nor as to the seven amens, that is the seven voices, what is their region and how are they expanded? And Jesus had not told his disciples of what type are the five helpers, nor into what region they are brought, nor had he told them how the great light hath expanded itself, nor into what region it hath been brought, nor had he told them of the five impressions, nor as to them generally, teaching that they exist, but he had not told them their expansion and the order of their regions, how they are. For this cause, they have not known that there were also other regions within that mystery. And he had not told his disciples, I have gone forth out of such and such region until I entered into that mystery and until I went forth out of it. But in teaching them, he said to them, I am come forth from that mystery. For this cause, then, they thought of that mystery, that it is the completion of completions, and that it is the head of the universe, and that it is the total fullness. For Jesus had said to his disciples, that mystery surroundeth that universe of which I have spoken unto you from the day when I met you, even unto this day. For this cause, then, the disciples thought there was nothing within that mystery. That was chapter 1, pages 1, 2, and 3 of the first book of Pista Sophia. There is so much within the first three pages of that book to break down and break through in knowledge and overstanding and understanding the four and twentieth mystery, the three amens. It's full of so much information for one like me who is a seeker and a researcher. It's one of those books that you read and reread and then read some more. Reference and cross-reference, which led me to tonight's muse. What is Gnosis? The definition of Gnosis is esoteric knowledge of spiritual truth held by the ancient Gnostics to be essential to salvation. Many religious or spiritual systems dealing with mystical experiences have a concept of Gnosis. It is contrasted with rational knowledge in that it is based on a personal and usually profound experience and is set apart from faith and that it doesn't appeal to a sense of acceptance or emotional argument. Gnosis is a Greek word, and while it translates as knowledge, it is not the only Greek word to do so. To understand what it means, it needs to be compared with two other words with similar meanings, episteme and pistis. While episteme indicates 
general knowledge, gnosis indicates knowledge that is personal. Episteme is a rational knowledge formed from empirical observation or reasoning, the knowledge of a doubting mind attempting to make sense of the world around it. When knowledge falls into this category, it is of the sort that is useful and agreed upon by everybody capable of comprehending it. Gnosis, however, is based on a personal experience. Gnosis is not a matter of ordinary learning, but a personal experience of spiritual truth. The Gnostic is not interested in belief. He or she wants to know. Directly and personally, the spiritual realities of the cosmos. Pistis is the Greek word for faith. Gnosis is knowledge that comes from a direct mystical experience. It cannot be passed along to another person, like knowledge of mathematics or history. It also cannot come through an emotional appeal to intellect. Gnosis is knowledge that must be experienced to be received. Gnosis is wisdom. Gnosis is Sophia. Gnosis is philosophy, philosophy. Etymologically, philo is Greek for phylon, phyle, a tribe, from the base of phyen to bring forth, produce, make grow, whence also physis, which is nature. So philo is a tribe to bring forth, produce, make to grow, nature. And Sophie, etymologically, is a word-forming element, meaning knowledge, from the Latin and Greek Sophia, meaning skill, wisdom, and knowledge. So philosophy is a tribe to bring forth, produce, and make grow nature using skill, wisdom, and knowledge. Gnosis is individual. Gnosis is quasi-unlimited, individual potential. Quasi meaning seemingly apparent, but not often. Gnosis is evolution. All redemption is a process of evolution towards self-gnosis. Gnosis views self as sovereign self. Gnosis involves an intuitive process of knowing oneself. Yet to know oneself at the deepest level is to know God. This is the secret of Gnosis. Gnosis is the very basis of salvation. One comes to Gnosis by having it revealed to that person, and through that revelation is awakened from ignorance, from sleep, or from drunkenness, which are various metaphors that are used for the state of the human being before he or she received Gnosis. Once Gnosis is revealed to that person and is accepted by that person, it is ultimately the basis for integration into the world of the divine from which that person had originated. One of the essential features of Gnosis is that our innermost beings are divine and consubstantial of the same substance or essence with the divine being 
who was beyond this world. The cognitive awakening of Gnosis is usually a gradual process rather than a single transformative vision. This liberation of the true I from the world does not make moral behavior irrelevant. It makes it easier. Detachment from externalities make it easier to love one's fellow humans because one is then free from wanting things and nursing hidden agendas. Direct knowledge of the divine, which itself provides salvation, for the ancient Gnostics, Gnosis existed within the framework of cosmology, myth, anthropology, and praxis, a set of examples used within their group. It is believed that it is knowledge Gnosis alone that can liberate man, knowledge of the transcendent Most High, and of the divinity within. This saving knowledge cannot be discovered in the world, the realm of darkness. It must come from the realm of light, the transcendent Savior. The goal of the Gnostic is to be saved from the cosmic prison which it now exists and to be restored to the realm of light from which the true human self originated. Gnosis provides the means for achieving this and ensuring the passage of the soul after death back to the Most High. Once the process of liberation is completed, that is when all of the elect are redeemed. Any study of world philosophies, religions, and spiritual traditions demonstrate the same principles, themes, and symbols. While some have argued that this is mere happenstance or unconscious impulse, the truth is far more powerful. There is ubiquitous symbolism, ubiquitous meaning found everywhere, an intent in world traditions because there is one ubiquitous source of all knowledge, whose true form and meaning is only hazily perceived by the sleeping consciousness of mankind. Due to this, messengers arrive from time to time to clarify the one true source. Messengers such as Buddha, Yeshua, Jesus, Muhammad, Quazakatal, Moses, Fiji, Krishna, and many more, all of them taught Gnosis, but according to the needs of the time and place. Gnosis is the knowledge acquired through the experience of the awakened consciousness, as opposed to the knowledge that we are told or might believe. Genuine Gnosis is the knowledge universal to all humanity that frees the consciousness from suffering. Gnosis by whatever name in history or culture is conscious experiential knowledge, not merely intellectual or conceptual knowledge, belief, or theory. The Gnostic student seeks to acquire their own direct experience of the light of the Most High, the truth, by means of awakening the consciousness and eliminating obscurations to perception. Now, in Greek, it's called gnosis, which means knowledge. In Sanskrit, it's jnana, which means knowledge. 
In Hebrew, da'ath is knowledge. Also in Sanskrit, dharma is righteousness, law, truth, teaching. And in Hebrew, the Torah, which means teaching, instruction, and law. Many associate the word gnosis with a collection of texts found in the deserts of the Middle East, such as the Nag Hammadi text or the Dead Sea Scrolls. Famous examples include the Book of Thomas, the Gospel according to Mary Magdalene, the Hypostasis of the Archons, and Thunder, also the Perfect Mind, as well as the Pistis Sophia and the Book of the Essene. Some believe that Gnosis is exclusively the belief system of long-lost groups of spiritual seekers like the Essenes or Nazarenes. Yet the truth is that those writings and groups are but one fraction of a much older, more widespread movement. The science of Gnosis is the universal to all humankind and is the essential knowing that arises from the experience of object reality, universally experienced by all of those who fully awaken and develop their consciousness. The science or path to arrive at knowing that reality for oneself and one's own experience is also called gnosis because it leads to the acquisition of one's own gnosis of fundamental truth. Gnosis is, in its essence, the method to escape suffering because to experience fundamental reality, one must abandon the deluded mind within which we all suffer intensely. Our delusions can cause suffering and prevent us from seeing the truth. The method to experience the fundamental reality is exact and has existed for millennia. True gnosis Conscious knowledge of this experience is free of separatism, dogma, politics, fanaticism, and sectarianism. Gnosis comes from the divine and cannot be bottled into the limited concepts of the intellect or mere belief. True gnosis is universal to all mankind and can be found in all genuine religions and mystical traditions. Thus, within all of them is the doctrine of the synthesis, the universal teaching from which all religions have been born. This root knowledge is essential science that every human being needs in order to know the mysteries of life and death directly, personally, through their own experience. The heart of Gnosis is the great arcanum, Da'ath, which is Hebrew for knowledge. The vital wisdom symbolized in the story of the Garden of Eden as the tree of knowledge. The ancient cultures who built the great pyramids, who developed tremendous civilizations, who possessed knowledge and technologies that even today we are unable to understand, all possessed and venerated the mystical science above all else. And the greatest secret and the greatest science of all, the great arcanum of the great occult science of alchemy, was the most important of all. The Egyptians, Aztecs, Mayans, Chaldeans, 
Hindus, Tibetans, all had as their most precious treasure the great arcanum. In all these civilizations, the esoteric knowledge was always reserved for an elite group, whether in India or in Egypt or in the Maya or Aztec civilization. The mystical knowledge was transmitted, practiced, and maintained by a priesthood of carefully cultivated individuals. And as these individuals were subject to the most rigorous, demanding discipline and guidelines, in order to enter into the knowledge of the great arcanum, the true deep knowledge of alchemy, Kabbalah, esoteric psychology, and meditation is knowledge that transforms. To achieve such a tremendous transformation is not a matter of belief or concept. It is a complete psychological revolution, a revolution of the whole person on every level. Gnosis is the oldest religious experience known to mankind. The original Gnostics were the world's first priests, and the practice of Gnosticism is simply the earth's ancient religion that precedes all other faiths. Every culture and country had their own Gnostic sects and mystery schools, and still do to this very day. The word gnosis, knowledge, which refers to a type of direct communion with the divine, and philo refers to this secret knowledge, gnosis, and wisdom, Sophia, of God. It is not only knowledge of the divine, but also of thyself, the world, nature, and the great arcanum. The Hebrews described gnosis with diat, a Hebrew word for knowledge, that in the Kabbalah describes a mystical state one has as they ascend up the tree of life to then reach the self-giving divine light, the Most High. The ancient Egyptians had described the Gnostic experience and many texts of their own proverbs, such as, The body is the house of God, and man know thyself, and thou shalt know the God. Gnosis comes from within each one of us, through the secret knowledge of all things hidden. But this knowledge is not something that you will just find outside of yourself. Gnosis in its purest form is the intuitive spiritual knowledge that comes with knowing thyself and thy spirit. Plato describes this process when he says, all learning is remembering. He calls this recollection and restoration of the views a person once had an original knowledge that was once lost. Today's science describes part of this Gnostic experience that Plato had described as intuition. Your intuition. Go into yourself. It is the path of inner reflection and personal purification that helps us discover the hidden knowledge encoded in our very DNA with the ultimate goal of our gnosis to lead us down the path of enlightenment once we truly begin to know thyself, the world, and our mission, we then begin to connect our souls with the knowledge of the heart, which then connects our soul 
with our heart, body, and mind. It is through self-knowledge, ongoing self-awareness, and self-consciousness that can only be reached by quiet contemplation and deep thought. Gnosis is the self-knowledge that each one of us needs to develop in order to evolve our souls to the next level. And when we do find ourselves via an inner knowing and self-knowledge of the soul, DNA, body, mind, and spirit, we then reach what is called in classical Greek, kenosis. Kenosis is the word for oneness, union, or unity. This path that we embark on that eventually leads us to this inner place of unity where we can find the Most High. However, let it be said that there are many who enter the gate onto the path to Gnosis and enlightenment, but those who find it are few. Like it has been said in Matthew 7.13, Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide, and the way is easy that leads to destruction, and those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow, and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. It is from within that we know thyself, and to know thyself truly, you have to develop not only our abilities to quiet thyself, but we also have to develop our inner knowing that comes from intuition. It's a never-ending process of quiet contemplation, of looking within and then intuiting these inner signals that help us not only know thyself, but also to understand, to understand thyself. For you cannot have one without the other. Knowing yourself and understanding yourself is unique to each one of us. It is our own path that we must individually embark on to reach our intended destination of enlightenment. It is through Gnosis that we reach enlightenment. And this occurs when we combine Gnosis with living through the love of the heart in harmony with nature and our environments that surround us. One and in unity with our true realities and nature in order to see through the man-made illusion that we know of today as the system. It is through Gnosis knowledge of thyself that one can break the chains of the illusion society which enslaves them in mental chains in order to become the philosopher a lover of wisdom once the chains are broken mental freedom a newly born Gnostic can tap this inner knowledge and knowing of wisdom in order to become their truest self a true philosopher, rather than just another prisoner or citizen of the illusion known as the system. Ultimately, Gnosis is a truly personal experience with the divine inside. We're going to take a music moment and come back with the go and Gnosis, blessings and grace. 
motorcycle and I know it's true Anything you do coming right back to you Many a call but the chosen of few Make sure say you're power with the righteous crew Or never indulge up in a box you With the idol stew that are the right brew Healthy foods keep you pure and new Say I pray every day just to keep you in line Remember me tell you it's a judgment time Open your eyes and stop being blind and you search, surely we'll find Selassie never wrote with a wonders and sign Work hard for yours and I'll work for mine Show some love and be kind Stop from your crime Tell you good and never ever get left behind Oh, you yeah, run from the judge According to your works you'll be paid hey, You yeah, can't run from the judge What you think so you do and what you say hey, You can't yeah, run from the judge What you gonna do now, your judgment come You eat up your bread and give the youths them the crumb You drink up your wine and have all the fun Tell me who give the people the gun Tell me who's gonna get the fire gun Whether from flames or it come from the sun You would never know from whence it come And like a bomb it up, bring bad fire Yeah, escape, get caught in the wire Wicked man, full time you expire Sucking me blood like a damn vampire No matter what I want, can this thing deny ya? I will keep going higher Higher like the one Jeremiah Obadiah, Hezekiah, Nehemiah, Zachariah What? Yeah, run from the judge According to your works, you'll be paid Yeah, run from the judge What you think, so you do and what you say Yeah, run from the judge Serious time, no time to play And the rocks were crushed up Run to the hills But it can't hide ya No matter where you run It's a find ya Nowhere to go Nowhere to shelter Judgment I follow your life I remind ya And a bad fight I get means like a grinder To one to others I still have them to want to you Life is a cycle And I know it's true Anything you do Coming right back to you Many are called But the chosen of few Make sure say your power With the righteous crew Never indulge up in a box You with the eyes and shoe That's at the right room Healthy food keep you pure and new Judgment Where are the fire judgment Judgment 
Blessings and grace. And I'm back with the Go and Gnosis, your news infused with consciousness. Starting off on CBSnews.com, there have been more mass shootings than days this year. The number of mass shootings across the United States thus far in 2019 has outpaced the number of days this year. According to a gun violence research group, this puts 2019 on pace to be the first year since 2016 with an average of more than one mass shooting a day. As of September 1st, which was the 244th day of the year, there have been 283 mass shootings in the United States. According to data from the nonprofit Gun Violence Archive, which tracks every mass shooting in the country, the toll of 283 mass shootings includes several high-profile mass casualty attacks, two of which happened within 24 hours of each other. The last time the mass shooting toll topped days of the year was 2016, which had 382 mass shootings, the most in any year since the Gun Violence Archive started keeping track. The past two years came close with 346 mass shootings in 2017 and 340 in 2018. Moving forward to rawstory.com, the Walton family that owns Walmart, the Walton family plot to privatize the public schools of Arkansas. The headquarters of Walton Walmart billionaire is in Bentonville, Arkansas, so it's not surprising that the Walton Family Foundation and the members of the family net worth $100 billion have decided to privatize the public schools of Arkansas. Arkansas is a poor state. It doesn't have an abundance of private schools that are as good 
as it is underfunded public schools, but the Waltons want every child to have a voucher for a charter school to attend. Legislators are easy to buy in a poor state. The Waltons own quite a few. The Alabama Education Association did the research and described the empire that the Waltons have constructed in service to their goal of owning and privatizing the public schools of Arkansas. In the Walton plan, there will be no public schools, only privately managed charter schools and vouchers for religious schools. Moving forward to aljazeera.com, West Africa's opioid crisis. In Nigeria, prescription drugs are being taken in life-threatening doses by millions in search of a fix. West Africa, and particularly its most populous nation, Nigeria, is battling an opioid abuse crisis. Medicines such as Tramadol, legally and legitimately prescribed by doctors for pain relief, are also being taken in life-threatening doses by millions in search of a fix or a release from poverty. Unemployment and lack of opportunity. People in power sent filmmakers Nishan Zalek and Anthony Lowenstein to Nigeria to investigate how the drug is being smuggled, traded, and abused, as well as the widespread corruption that allows this illicit trafficking and the appalling health consequences for those in its grip. Mainstream media is regularly filled with startling reports on the opioid epidemic destroying communities across the United States, but a similar situation for West Africans, especially Nigerians, has largely been ignored. Moving forward to DW.com, South Africa, anti-migrant clash, kills one, injures several, and a fresh outburst of xenophobic violence. And xenophobic means having or showing a dislike or prejudice against people from other countries. So in a fresh outburst of xenophobic violence in Johannesburg, at least one person has been killed after police clashed with looters. The violence follows a week of attacks on migrant-owned businesses in South Africa. Security forces in Johannesburg confronted looters with stun grenades and rubber bullets on Sunday in an attempt to break up crowds targeting migrant-owned businesses in the city's central business district. At least one person was killed and five others were injured. The violence is the latest in a slew of anti-migrant attacks in South Africa's biggest city and elsewhere in the country. At least 10 people have been killed in the attacks, which have also sparked protests in several other African nations. South Africa is a major destination for economic migrants from neighboring Lesotho, Mozambique, and Zimbabwe. Others come from South Asia and Nigeria looking for work in the continent's second largest economy. Despite its large economy, the nation is still struggling with an unemployment rate of 29%, a 16-year high, leading to a growing desperation and tension among those out of work. There have also been complaints of corruption against the ruling ANC party, placing strains on public services 
despite Ramphosa's pledges to tackle the issue. Foreign nationals are often accused of being criminals and drug dealers and of undercutting South Africans for work, burdening limited social services and wooing South African women. Moving forward to CNBC.com, tariffs are no longer China's biggest problem in the trade war. What a difference two weeks make. Two Fridays ago, pundits seemed to be beside themselves over what was the latest flare-up in the United States-China trade war. President Trump raised tariffs in retaliation for China's retaliatory tariffs. He called Fed Chairman Jerome Powell an enemy, and the Dow plummeted 623 points, while the Nasdaq closed 3% lower. Now it seems like the trade deal optimum is back in the air. New formal talks between the United States and China have been announced for next month, and there are even high-level Chinese sources suggesting a breakthrough could occur at those meetings. It doesn't appear there's anything the Trump administration has done to improve this sentiment. Right now, it's more encouraging news and messaging from China that's the cause of that optimism. But what forced this hidden change in rhetoric from Beijing? It's not the new round of tariffs that went into effect. Given the timing of the change in tone, it seems more likely that what's making the difference is the realization on both sides that there's another way this trade war could end. And that possible ending is one the United States is very unlikely to lose. That alternate ending is summed up in one word, decoupling. The decoupling push is quite different than any United States efforts to get China to open up more of its economy to American companies. Instead, it focuses on reducing America's extremely heavy reliance on China for so much of its manufacturing needs. Even if China's economy weren't so closed off to so many American goods and services, a strong argument has long been made that the United States needs to diversify its sources for imports. While finding those new sources wouldn't necessarily do anything to dent America's trade imbalances, it would reduce the risk of a major disruption to the economy based on the disputes or other problems connected to a single foreign country. So what happened between August 23rd and this week's trade optimism fuel rally? Thanks to some major news, about Google, the world got its clearest notice yet that the United States-China decoupling has gone from just a theory to something that's really happening. Just five days after the trade war flare-up, the Nikkei Business Daily reported on August 28th that Google is shifting its Pixel smartphone production to Vietnam from China starting this year, and that the company is also looking to shift some of its smart home speaker assembly to Thailand. It's not that Google is the first United States-based company to announce some shift away from China. More than 50 other big names have moved out or scaled back. But the timing of Google's reported plans and how they seem to have affected Beijing can't be ignored. It's important to note that decoupling, even if the trend continues, 
isn't necessarily a bullish force for the United States economy. It doesn't mean there will be any increase in American jobs. As the expected Google moves to Vietnam and Thailand make clear, the tariffs on Chinese goods are also not making America richer or directly growing our economy, no matter what the White House says. Decoupling is best understood as a national security benefit as opposed to an economic stimulus. For China, further decoupling has to be a terrifying scenario. The United States, the world's number one consumer market, and America is now clearly looking to shop around. Beijing needs to come up with some kind of offer to slow this trend, either at the trade negotiating table or in some kind of arrangement with the United States manufacturers that are still in China. Meanwhile, the benefits of American trade diversification and continued United States economic strength are giving the Trump administration the gift of time. This is the opposite of the conventional wisdom that China and the president for life, Xi Jinping, have the advantage of waiting out President Trump, who supposedly needs a trade deal sometime before next year's elections. It's also quite different from the notion that the United States needs to win the trade war by getting major Chinese protectionist barriers removed. In the end, simply looking out for United States security concerns above immediate economic benefits might have been the point of this trade war all along. Moving forward to the NewYorkPost.com, hundreds of evacuees from Bahamas booted off Florida-bound ferry. Hundreds of Bahamians attempting to flee Hurricane Dorian ravaged islands were booted off a ferry bound for the United States if they did not have a visa to enter, a report said. Brian Eaton, an investigative reporter for CNN affiliate WSNV, was aboard the Belarius Ferry on Sunday when an announcement was made notifying passengers that they would have to get off the ship if they did not have proper documents. All passengers that don't have a United States visa please proceed to disembark, the announcement said, according to a video posted to Twitter by Enton. According to Enton, hundreds had to exit the ferry, which was leaving from Freeport, Bahamas, and headed to Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Renard Oliver, who was aboard the ferry with his infant daughter, was among the passengers who were kicked off. At the last minute like this, it's kind of disappointing, Oliver told Eaton. It's hurtful because I'm watching my daughter cry, but it is what it is. On Saturday, nearly 1,500 refugees traveled to the United States on another cruise ship reportedly without requiring visas. Enton tweeted that passengers aboard the Bellaria ferry were told before boarding it was okay with Bahamian passport and a clean police record. Something has now changed. Enton interviewed Custom Border Patrol officers early Monday, once the boat docked in Florida, and one said that if the evacuees had stayed on the ferry, CBP would have processed them and vetted them. 
If those folks did stay on the boat and arrived, we would have processed them, vetted them, and worked within our laws and protocols and done what we had to do to facilitate them, the CBP officer said, according to video posted to Twitter by Enten. I think it was a decision, a business decision, to remove them. They were not ordered off the boat by any government entity, any United States government entity, the officer said. Meanwhile, the occurrence sparked outrage from Democratic presidential candidate Beta O'Rourke. This is the height of cruelty, denying to help those who are most in need, O'Rourke tweeted Sunday night. This administration has said the words on the Statue of Liberty should be rewritten. And in their actions, they are already changing who we are as a country. It is on us to prove that we are better than this. Hurricane Dorian devastated the Bahamas as a Category 5 hurricane last week and left more than 40 people dead. Blessings, grace, and strength and health to the ones affected on that island. Bahamas. Moving forward to MalaysiaKini.com. China says it will crush any attempt at Hong Kong separatism. Hong Kong is an inseparable part of China and any form of secessionism will be crushed, state media said on Monday, a day after demonstrators rallied at the United States consulate to ask for help in bringing democracy to city. China Daily said Sunday's rally in Hong Kong was proof that foreign forces were behind the protests, which began mid-June, and warned that demonstrators should stop trying the patience of the central government. Chinese officials have accused foreign forces of trying to hurt Beijing by creating chaos in Hong Kong over a hugely unpopular extradition bill that would have allowed suspects to be tried in Communist Party-controlled courts. Anger over the bill grew into sometimes violent protests calling for more freedoms for Hong Kong, which returned to Chinese rule in 1997 under a one-country, two-system formula. Hong Kong is an inseparable part of China, and that has been the bottom line. No one should challenge, not the demonstrators, not the foreign forces playing their dirty games, the China Daily said in an editorial. The demonstrations in Hong Kong are not about rights or democracy. They are a result of foreign interference. Lest the central government's restraint be misconstrued as weakness, let it be clear. Successionism in any form will be crushed, it said. State news agency Xinhua said in a separate commentary that the rule of law needed to be manifested and that Hong Kong could pay a larger and heavier penalty should the current situation continue. We're going to take a music moment and come back with technology, blessings, and grace. Days in the eyes of a promised place Balance and order will clear all your wicked ways Focus on your dreams, move without no delay 
to days in the eyes of a promised place. Balance and order will clear all your wicked ways. Focus on your dreams, move without no delay. Mercy, please, for the things that I have seen now. Oh, for them disrespectful people where I breathe now. Bump to them systems, tell me how them are gonna feel now. That you are seen now. Oh, but them disrespectful people where I breathe now. Shot to them system, tell me how them I go feel now.
Blessings and grace, and I'm back with technology. Starting off at yss.harvard.edu, a swifter way towards 3D printed organs. Sacrificial ink writing technique allows 3D printing of large, vascularized human organ building blocks. Now, a new technique called SWIFT, sacrificial writing into functional tissue. Sacrificial writing into functional tissue, SWIFT, created by researchers from Harvard's Weiss Institute for Biologically Inspired Engineering and John A. Paulson School of Engineering and Applied Scientists, SEAS, overcomes the major hurdle by 3D printing vascular channels into living matrices composed of stem cell-derived organ building blocks, OBBs, yielding viable organ-specific tissues with high cell density and function. The research is reported in Science Advances. This is an entirely new paradigm for tissue fabrication, said co-first author Mark Schuyler Scott, Ph.D., a research associate at the Weiss Institute. Rather than trying to print an entire organ's worth of cells, Swift focuses only on printing the vessels necessary to support a living tissue construct that contains large quantities of OBBs, organ building blocks, which may ultimately be used therapeutically to repair and replace human organs with lab-grown versions containing patients' own cells. The ability to support living human tissues with vascular channels is a huge step toward the goal of creating functional human organs outside of the body, said Weiss Institute founding director Donald Ingber, MD, PhD, who is also the Judah Folkman Professor of Vascular Biology at HMS. The Vascular Biology Program at Boston Children's Hospital and the Professor of Bioengineering at SEAS. We continue to be impressed by the achievements in Jennifer's lab, including this research, which ultimately has the potential to dramatically improve both organ engineering and the lifespan of patients whose own organs are failing. Moving forward to foxnews.com, activists demand facial recognition ban for law enforcement in a new major push. A coalition of activist groups representing more than 15 million combined members is pushing for a federal ban on law enforcement's use of facial recognition technology. The groups which are planning to blanket lawmakers with emails and phone calls are coming together under Ban Facial Recognition, which was organized by the digital rights group Fight for the Future as a way to show the public exactly where and how the controversial surveillance technology is being used nationwide. Facial recognition is one of the most authoritarian and invasive forms of surveillance ever created, and it's spreading like an epidemic. We need to ban this technology outright, treat it like biological or nuclear weapons, and prevent it from proliferating before it's too late, 
said Evan Greer, deputy director of the group, in a statement provided to Fox News. The technology has been banned by three cities, Oakland and San Francisco in California, and Somerville, Massachusetts, and at least one 2020 presidential candidate, Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders, has called for a ban on its use by law enforcement. Two tests of Amazon's facial recognition software, which the tech giant claims can now detect fear, falsely labeled California state lawmakers and members of Congress as criminal suspects. Most of the false positives were people of color and both tests. The Jeff Bezos-led company has said that it encourages law enforcement agencies to use 99% confidence ratings for public safety applications. Of the technologies, Amazon Ring Security Service is reportedly working with more than 200 police departments. When using facial recognition to identify persons of interest in an investigation, law enforcement should use the recommended 99% confidence threshold and only use those predictions as one element of the investigation and not the sole determinant, the company said in a blog post earlier this year. The Grassroots Coalition, which includes Consumer Action, Restore the Fourth, Electronic Privacy Information Center, Color of Change, United We Dream, and Media Justice, is united in the belief that regulating the technology isn't enough. Moving forward to Bloomberg.com, the Silicon heavyweights who want to settle the moon. The moon is all the rage these days. China wants to send people there. So does the United States and NASA. In fact, just about every country with a space program has some sort of lunar ambition that they hope will play out over the next few years. Now there's a new entrant in this new space race, a nonprofit organization called Open Lunar Foundation, based in San Francisco. It's made up of a group of tech execs and engineers, many of them with former ties to NASA, who have serious ambitions to create a lunar settlement. Moving forward to ZDNet.com. First long-distance heart surgery performed via robot. In a feat of networking, engineering, and medicine, a doctor performed a heart procedure while standing 20 miles from his patient. A doctor in India has performed a series of five percutaneous coronary intervention PCI procedures on patients who were nearly 20 miles away from him. The feat was pulled off using a precision vascular robot developed by Corindus. The result of the surgeries, which were successful, have just been published in eClinical Medicine, a spinoff of medical journal The Lancet. Surgery is considered the final frontier in still young field. Robots are now commonly used in surgical procedures around the world, but always under the vigilant eye of a surgeon in the operating room. Theoretically, some surgical procedures currently performed with robots could be done remotely without significantly changing the procedure. 
but distance introduces challenges, including connectivity and latency issues. A network crash mid-procedure could be catastrophic, all of which makes the feat pulled off last year by Dr. Tejas Patel, chairman and chief interventional cardiologist of the Apex Heart Institute in Ahmedabad, Jharjit, India, the more impressive. I am honored to have been part of this medical milestone, stated Dr. Patel. The application of telerobotics for remote treatment has the potential to impact a significant number of lives by providing access to specialized care that may not otherwise be possible. I am pleased to share my experience with the clinical community in such a well-respected publication that is part of the Lancet family, added Dr. Patel. Moving forward to the WashingtonPost.com, an artificial intelligence first. Voice-mimicking software reportedly used in a major theft. Thief used voice-mimicking software to imitate a company executive's speech and dupe its support in it into sending hundreds of thousands of dollars to a secret account. The company's insurer said in a remarkable case that some researchers are calling one of the world's first publicly reported artificial intelligence heist. The managing director of a British energy company, believing his boss was on the phone, followed orders one Friday afternoon in March to wire more than $240,000 to an account in Hungary, said representatives from the French insurance giant Erla Humez, which declined to name the company. The request was rather strange, the director noted later in an email, but the voice was so lifelike that he felt he had no choice but to comply. The insurer, whose case was first reported by the Wall Street Journal, provided new details to the theft to the Washington Post on Wednesday, including an email from the employee tricked by what the insurers are referring to internally as the false Johans. Now being developed by a wide range of Silicon Valley titans and AI startups, such voice synthesis software can copy the rhythms and intonations of a person's voice and be used to produce convincing speech. Tech giants such as Google and smaller firms such as ultra-realistic voice cloning startup Lyrebird have helped refine the resulting fakes and made the tools more widely available, free, for unlimited use. But the synthetic audio and artificially intelligent generated videos known as deep fakes have fueled growing anxieties over how the new technologies can erode public trust, empower criminals, and make traditional communication, business deals, family phone calls, presidential campaigns that much more vulnerable to computerized manipulation. Moving forward to WBUR.org, your car talks to the manufacturer. Advocates wanted to talk to you too. If your car is less than a decade old, chances are it's equipped with telematics. Basically, computers that let the manufacturer wisely track a car's performance and send notifications when something needs fixing. In some cases, these notifications may even recommend a nearby dealership to make those repairs. Toyota, Honda, BMW, Audi, 
They are all talking to the car, said Barry Steinberg, who runs several auto shops in Massachusetts under the name Direct Tire and Auto Service. Steinberg worries that when manufacturers can nudge drivers toward dealer-based repair shops, it puts independent shops like his at a disadvantage. If Big Brother comes in on your car and says, go to your Honda dealer, 90% of the people are going to listen to them, Steinberg said. Steinberg is a member of the Massachusetts Right to Repair Coalition, which is behind a proposal that would force automakers to give car owners access to their real-time car data through a mobile app. On Tuesday, the group filed a petition with the Massachusetts Attorney General's Office to get the issue before voters on a November 2020 ballot. The goal is to give consumers more information so they can make informed decisions about when and where to get repairs, said MRRC Director Tommy Hickey. The language of the proposed ballot measure includes a provision starting with the model year 2022. Manufacturers that sell cars in Massachusetts must equip them with a standardized and open access platform that is accessible to the owner, car dealerships, and independent repair shops. The state's current right-to-repair law requires automakers to give both dealers and independent shops easy access to computer codes needed to diagnose and repair certain car problems. However, Hickey said, the law leaves a loophole when it comes to real-time data collected by a car's telematics. If your brakes are about to go out and your catalytic converter is about to break down, car manufacturers are getting the information directly from the vehicle, he said, and it's bypassing consumers and independent repair shops. Repair shops have all the access to all the data they need to service your vehicle today, and they will continue to in the future, said Connor Units, a spokesman for the Coalition for Safe and Secure Data. According to Units, the newly formed group is backed in part by the Alliance of Automobile Manufacturers, an association of the 12 largest car manufacturers. The right to repair law is working as intended, said Units, adding that proponents of the ballot measure are making a data grab and that opening up telematic data to consumers and third parties raises potential privacy issues. They're looking for a solution to a problem that doesn't exist, Unit said. Moving forward to in.mashable.com. Scientists create tiny human brains that produce brain waves and hook them to spider robots. E-scientists at the University of California, San Diego, have used stem cells to create miniature lab-grown brains that produce brain waves resembling those of preterm babies. The team created cerebral organoids, scaled-down model of the human brain about the size of a pea. Furthermore, to test out how these mini-brains develop in zero gravity, NASA recently packed these organoids aboard a rocket and sent them to the International Space Station. These stem cell clusters 
called brain organoids, had been grown by the researchers for a few weeks in the biologist's lab at the University of California, after which they altered human skin cells into stem cells to help develop brain cells like the ones in an embryo, reports the New York Times. The level of neuroactivity we are seeing is unprecedented in vitro. We are one step closer to having a model that can actually generate these early stages of sophisticated neural network, said lead author Allison Motri. According to the New York Times, Motri hooked these mini-brains onto the spider-shaped robots to analyze their neural activity. They are some of my colleagues who say, no, these things will never be conscious. Now I'm not so sure, added Motri. Moreover, these findings could further spark debates over ethical dilemmas surrounding scientists' capability to produce partially conscious life in the lab. This is because people will start to confuse these artificial replica of brain cells with actual brains of preterm infants. People will say, ah, these are like the brains of preterm infants, said Mortry. No, they are not. They have developed miniature lab-grown brains that produce brain waves resembling those of preterm babies and hook them up to spider robots. And they're not sure if they will gain consciousness. Burn, Babylon. <laughs> that is too much. Moving forward to TheGuardian.com, the race to create a perfect lie detector and the dangers of succeeding. AI and brain scanning technology could soon make it possible to reliably detect when people are lying. But do we really want to know? The rise of cheap computer power, brain scanning technologies, and artificial intelligence has given birth to what many claim is a powerful new generation of lie detection tools. Startups racing to commercialize the developments want us to believe that a virtually infallible lie detector is just around the corner. Their inventions are being snapped up by police forces, state agencies, and nations desperate to secure themselves against foreign threats. They are also being used by employers, insurance companies, and welfare offices. We've seen an increase in interest from both the private sector and within government to Tom Meckelson, the CEO of Converse, which makes a lie detector based on eye movements and sudden changes in pupil size. But such tools as eye detect infiltrate more and more areas of public and private life. There are urgent questions to be answered about their scientific validity and ethical use. In our age of high surveillance and anxieties about all-powerful AIs, the idea that a machine could read our most personal thoughts feels more plausible than ever to us as individuals and to the governments and corporations funding the new wave of lie detection research. Moving forward to the NewYorkPost.com, Amazon tests Whole Foods payment system that uses hands as ID. Forget the titanium Apple card. 
Amazon's latest payment method uses flesh and blood. The e-tailings giant's engineers are quietly testing scanners that can identify an individual human hand as a way to ring up a store purchase with the goal of rolling them out at its Whole Foods supermarket chain in the coming months. The Post has learned employees at Amazon's New York offices are serving as guinea pigs for the biometric technology, using it at a handful of vending machines to buy such items as sodas, chips, granola bars, and phone charges, according to sources briefed on the plans. The high-tech sensors are different from fingerprint scanners found on devices like iPhone and don't require users to physically touch their hands to the scanning surface. Instead, they use computer vision and depth geometry to process and identify the shape and size of each hand that they can scan before charging a credit card on file. The system, codenamed Orville, will allow customers with Amazon Prime accounts to scan their hands at the store and link them to their credit or debit card. It's accurate to within one ten thousandth of one percent. But Amazon engineers are scrambling to improve it to a millionth of one percent ahead of its launch, sources say. So Amazon wants you to use your hand to make payments at Whole Foods. We're going to take a music moment and come back with Herbnology. Blessings and grace. I see the smoke Yeah, 
Sugar coating lies too sweet in your bitter. What blood and mind just each other? Christian connection can spirit up. Making it easy for the masses to swallow. Experimental disaster. Human animal chimera. Moving fast along the new world disorder. Ethnic cleansing. Blood of humanity spill over. Just look upon the front line war and terror. So I say, I war. In a Babylon, when job was the danger. Well, I say, I war. In a Babylon, when judgment come in. Destruction be all. In a Babylon, when I youth get murdered. Well, I say, I war. In a Babylon. In a Babylon. How them still want go push it further Well if them really want feel Well just tell them walk and come in Jago deal with them right and proper No remorse for the things they do Feeling fine seeing tears falling from our eyes Cold blooded shameless things Laughing to know they just outed another innocent life I say a war in the Babylon When Jago still
On the dollar and the dream until the body lets down on you. You say the cat is hard to chew, so you'd rather eat your junk food. Stagnant frequency inside the temple. Now it's affecting your mental state of mind. Asparagus, parsley, cucumber, kale, and don't forget the collard greens, basil, oregano. You know I love my avocado. I'm in love with the cocoa, coconut. Daylight come, told me I go pick a bunch of green banana, boil it in a stew. So you know I gotta add some callaloo. Eat your greens. Blessings and grace. And I'm back with Herbnology. And I wanted to discuss the popular detox drink, cucumber water. Cucumber water is popularly known the world over as the best detox drink. Cucumber water is the simplest way to infuse water with nutrients and flavor. This refreshing drink helps to lose weight, enhance the radiance of your skin, and stay hydrated. The prep time is just 15 minutes. So you want one large cucumber or two small cucumbers, one quart of water, citrus fruit slices are optional, and fresh mint is optional. Wash the cucumber under cold running water and remove any dirt and grime from the skin. It's best to use cucumbers with the skin as the peel has several nutrients. However, if you prefer to peel the cucumber, use a vegetable peeler. Add the cucumber slices to a pitcher of water. You can add ice cubes too. This helps to chill the drink and also pushes the floating cucumber slices deeper into the water 
so that it has a stronger infusion of flavor. Let the cucumber slices steep for an hour. For best results, you can let the cucumbers marinate overnight and stir gently before serving. You can make variations of cucumber water by adding mint, chopped ginger, or citrus fruits like lemon, orange slices, or even strawberries. Cucumber benefits are many and range from preventing acidity to keeping the skin well-toned. Cucumber is rich in silica, which is an essential component that aids in developing strong, healthy cognitive tissues in muscles, ligaments, tendons, cartilage, and bones. It prevents constipation and kidney stones. It helps to control blood pressure. It helps to manage diabetes. It provides antioxidant power. Cucumbers are low in acidity, meaning they can be tolerated by those with gastric sensitivities. Cucumbers also help normalize body temperature during summer given their high water content. Cucumber juice is a diuretic, so it may contribute to decreasing the likelihood of developing and is able to prevent kidney stones too. So make this refreshing drink and detoxify your temple using the nature of the Most High. We're going to take a music moment and come back with the metaphysics of the moment. Blessings and grace. Just a grow and the bliss just a show and a humble me more and more. The more that I learn, show the little that I know and it humble me more and more. The truth set me free and encourages me as it humble me more and more. More and more. There is so much to fear, they say. So many unknowns. There are those who would scorch the face of the earth in a selfish game of thrones. Some have learnt of the mysteries and are forcing the world to comply. But give thanks, the source of the sacred is encoded in I and I. When I tune into the frequency, none of the stains of adversity distract from the real I know. From the power I'm connected to, yes, it just a humble me more and more. The heights just a grow and the bliss just a show and a humble me more and more. The more that I learn, through the little that I know, and it humble me more and more. The truth set me free and encourages me as it humble me more and more. Humble me more. Oh, yes, it's just a home movie. Oh. 
just a grow and the bliss just a show and a hunt for me more and more. The more that I learn, show the little that I know and it humble me more and more. The truth set me free and encourages me as it humble me more and more. Humble me more and more. I used to be so sure of things and life began to change. Smaller place, an overcrowded stage. Ambition is the overkill, but I am not its slave. So I take away to take a breath and fit how I behave as I let go of the expectations. I start to feel everything go dark. A newfound sense find its activation, blazing wildfire from my heart. Just a grow and the bliss just a show and a humble me more and more. The more that I learn, show the little that I know and it humble me more and more. The truth set me free and encourages me as it humble me more and more. Humble me more and Celebrate and so afraid. Celebrate.
Blessings and grace, and welcome to the metaphysics of the moment. We'll be starting off with the word Golgotha. Golgotha is Hebrew for the skull, the place of the skull, the place just outside Jerusalem, a hill where Yeshua was crucified. Matthew 27.3. It is called Calvary. Metaphysically, 
Golgotha is when we search the scriptures to find the place where crucifixion takes place. We are introduced to a symbolism not hard to interpret. Golgotha, in Aramaic Jewish language, means place of the skull. The skull is the place where the intellect is crossed out, that the spirit may win an internal ascendancy. Yeshua, the intellectual, was crucified at the place of the skull, that Christ, truth, might become in all. The seat of conscious mind is the front brain, and there the will has established its dominion. There all things affecting the body are either admitted or rejected. Even spiritual truth has to be admitted through this door before it can become part of the consciousness. It is there that the human will must be crossed out to give the divine will free expression. And knowledge, metaphysically, is acquaintance with fact and scope of information. Intellectual knowledge is independent of feeling. It is literal knowledge without consideration of the spirit. Man can store up a great fund of knowledge gleaned from books and teachers, but the most unlettered man who sits at the feet of his Lord in silence comes forth radiant with the true knowledge, that of spirit and wisdom. Metaphysically, intuitive knowing, spiritual intuition, the voice of the Most High within as the source of our understanding, mental action based on the Christ truth within. Wisdom includes judgment, discrimination, intuition, and all the departments of mind that come under the head of knowing. This knowing capacity transcends intellectual knowledge. Spiritual discernment always places wisdom above other faculties of the mind and reveals that knowledge and intelligence are auxiliary to understanding. Wisdom and divine understanding, these attributes come from the Spirit of Christ within us. The price that we must pay for the conscious attainment of divine wisdom and understanding is the letting go of the personal self with its limited beliefs. Paul saw the Christ waiting at the door of every soul when he wrote, Awake, thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall shine upon thee. Ephesians 5.17 And worldly wisdom. Wisdom is the ability to use knowledge. Worldly wisdom is knowledge of worldly things with the ability to use them. And the wise men of the East who came to visit the baby Yeshua may be likened to the stored-up resources of the soul that rise to the surface when its depths are stirred by a great spiritual revelation. In scriptural symbology, East always means the within. 
intuition, metaphysically, the natural knowing capacity, inner knowing, the immediate apprehension of spiritual truth without resort to intellectual means, the wisdom of the heart. It is very much surer in guidance than the head when one trusts spirit and looks to it for understanding, a certain confidence, and the invisible good develops. This faith awakens the so-called sixth sense, intuition, or divine knowing. Through the power of intuition, man has direct access to all knowledge and the wisdom of the Most High. And Ganath. Ganath is Hebrew for garden, enclosure, protection. Father of Tibni, part of the Israelites, wanted Tibni to be their king instead of Omri. But Omri became king and Tibni was killed. First Kings 16.21 and 22. Metaphysically, a thought of abundant substance and safety for the Israel consciousness in the individual. A thought of abundant substance, the garden, and safety protection for the Israel consciousness in the individual. The fruit of this thought, Tibni, meaning intelligence, building of Jehovah knowing, is endowed with a degree of spiritual insight or knowledge, and it aspires to rulership, but neither the thought nor its fruit at this stage of individual unfoldment, positive enough or well enough defined in character to overcome the aggressive, discordant ruling thought that Omri signifies. That which Ganath and Tibni represent is kept from further expression at this time. Tibni was killed, and Ganath was not mentioned elsewhere in the Bible. And knowing, metaphysically, there is in man a knowing capacity, transcending intellectual knowledge. Nearly everyone has at some time touched this hidden wisdom and has been more or less astonished at its revelations. The knowing that man receives from the direct fusion of mind of God with his mind is real spiritual knowing. Abida. Abida is Hebrew for father of knowledge. Son of Midian, Genesis 25.4. Metaphysically, Abida is the belief that knowledge comes through the senses. Father of knowledge. The Midianites, descendants of Midian, were enemies of the Israelites. They represent contentious thoughts and judgment or discrimination in sense consciousness. The judgment of the senses based on outer appearances produces discordant thoughts, jealousies, and so forth. Understanding. The Most High is supreme knowing that in man which comprehends is understanding. It knows and comprehends in wisdom. Its comparisons are not made in the realm of form but in the realm of ideas. It knows how to accomplish things. Spiritual discernment 
reveals that knowledge and intelligence are auxiliary to understanding. There are two ways of getting understanding. One is by following the guidance of spirit that dwells within, and the other is to go blindly ahead and learn by hard experience. Intellectual understanding of truth is a tremendous step in advance of sense consciousness, and its possession brings a temptation to use for selfish ends the wisdom and power thereby revealed. Spiritual understanding is the quickening of the spirit within. Spiritual understanding is the ability of the mind to apprehend and realize the laws of thought and the relation of ideas to one another. In Hayel, Hayel is Hebrew, for God lived. God of the living, life of God, God is existence, God of animation, the Bethelite who rebuilt Jericho. He laid the foundation thereof with the loss of Ibram, his firstborn, and set up the gates thereof with the loss of his youngest son, Segub, according to the word of Jehovah, which he spake by Joshua, the son of Nun. 1 Kings 16.34 Metaphysically, Hiel is the knowledge that all life, energy, existence, animation is from and of the Most High. This knowledge or realization brings one into conscious unity with the Most High or is the result of conscious unity with the Most High. Jericho, however, the city that Hiel rebuilt, refers to the intellect, a reflected state of consciousness, a reflected state of consciousness. It is that in us which is not a source of light for itself, but simply reflects the light of spirit. In symbolic interpretation, man in putting his trust in the outer for understanding. So, Hiel in rebuilding Jericho of necessity draws away in degree from his oneness with the true light of spirit. Thus, the lofty thoughts and the strength that these exalted spiritual ideals lost to him. Man cannot remain in conscious oneness with spirit if he puts even a portion of his trust in the outer intellectual avenues as being a source of true knowledge. He must keep his thought centered wholly in spirit as the source of all if he is to remain aware of his true identity and birthright. And duel. Duel is Hebrew for knowledge of God, God knoweth, known of God, father of Elisaph, of the tribe of Gad, Numbers 114. Metaphysically, duel is spiritual perception and enlightenment, the inner or spiritual knowing. The Hebrew word Shemitah 
is upright sight, righteous perception, brilliant discernment, renowned knowledge, splendor of wisdom, comprehension of the name, son of Gilead of the tribe of Manasseh, Joshua 17.2. Metaphysically, Shemitah is spiritual understanding, discernment of perceiving, knowing attitude of thought, true knowledge, and wisdom, upright sight, righteous perception, brilliant discernment, renowned knowledge, splendor of wisdom, comprehension of the name, and outer, outer understanding, man's intellectual consciousness that gathers knowledge and substance for personal advancement and gain. This is not true spiritual understanding, but it is a hireling, a stranger, so far as concerns the getting of good by waiting on the inner teacher, the spirit of truth. And light, the understanding principle in mind, in divine order, it always comes first into consciousness. Light is a symbol of wisdom. When Yeshua said, I am the light of the world, John 8, 12, he meant that he was the expresser of truth in all its aspects. Inner light, the illumination of spirit resident in the center of every man's being. And Basodala. Basodala is Hebrew for in the intimacy of Jah, in familiar converse with Jehovah, in Lord secret, in counsel with Jehovah, given in confidence to Jah. His son, Meshulam, helped to repair the walls of Jerusalem after returning from the Babylonian captivity. Nehemiah 3.6 Metaphysically, Besodala is a knowledge of man's true being, of his spiritual nature and sonship. This is the Lord's secret, and that in us which perceives it is in close association with Jehovah, in familiar converse with Jehovah, in intimacy of Jah, in counsel with Jehovah. This knowledge generates in the individual who has entered into a consciousness of his oneness with the Christ within him, a devotion to spiritual things, a unification with spirit, and a companionship with true ideas that does much toward rebuilding his mind and body in enduring life, substance, and truth. Rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem refers to the rebuilding of the organism into its true spiritual likeness and durability. Infinite, metaphysically, that which embraces all, the total being, including all knowledge, all space, all life, the complete all. That which was from the beginning is now and ever shall be without end or limitation. It is that which is boundless, immeasurable, inexhaustible.
The Most High is infinite and eternal. And inner chamber, Matthew 6.6, the place within where we consciously meet God. It is also called Secret Place of the Most High, Psalms 91.1, and the Holy of Holies, Hebrew 9.3. Yeshua names it the Father in me, John 14, and the kingdom of God within you, Luke 17.21. We're going to take a music moment. Blessings and grace. To separate souls, go lying, crafted on a brand new story here. And now, standing on the edge without it, talking to the way you live so long. So I turn the stars, my beating heart. Spirit is willing, screaming, oh yes, this belongs to us. Sound is a couple, say, oh, Pele, hold on, go on. Reach for the Blessings and grace. I'd like to thank you for joining me for another offering of Woman Wednesday. I'd like to show love to the frequency that accompanies me. The music. Black Einstein, Osiris, Bodhisattva, featuring KB Mamosity, Reach from the Heart, Pevin Everett, Soul Parade, John 9, Humble Me. F. Soul Greens, United Future Organization, Flying Saucer, Rima War, Fabio Genito, Marinostrum, FG Organic Mix, Audio Montage, The Lightness, Xana Romeo, Mercy Please, Awe the Seed, Night Rider, Dave Anthony featuring E-Man, Tree of Life, At Jazz Remix, Queen Omega, Judgment, Inflow, No Fear, 
Queen Africa, peace, mass order. Lift every voice and sing. The Whitefield Brothers, featuring Bachka, Earthology, Ty Phoenix, Skybound, and Ja Nine, featuring Akay Becca, greatest threat to the status quo. Remember that you are water. Cry, cleanse, flow. Remember that you are fire. Burn, tame, ignite. Remember that you are air. Be still. Focus. Decide. Remember that you are earth. Ground. Build. Give. Be you till full love. So you can rise and ascend. Blessings, grace, love, and strength to all.